Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hi honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl with thoughts on almost any and everything. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. What's up, y'all? It's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry multiplies and the dogs are chewing on your favorite shoes. Yo, 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 this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, love, ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comment all about adulting. So you all know we do a quote of every episode. And so today's quote is, when we discover who we are, it influences our future. And that's by Anna. And I love this quote because I think I'm in this like on this journey of really not just knowing who I am, but understanding my past to see how that actually influences my future, but how it affects me today. Yeah. Similarly, I think it's important to know. I think it's an important part of the journey when you're discovering who you are, because once you realize who you are, what you're made for, what your purpose is, then the decisions that you make, for the most part, we all get off track because we're human beings, but for the most part, will tend to, like the decisions that you make will tend to align with that. So that absolutely affects things that you do in the future and affect your future self and your future life. So yeah, I agree with this for sure. Those are great points, girl. So to kick it off today, I want to know, I got a question for you. Either, y'all know we're about to hit either or. So Sunny D, either have 48 hours to travel to when you were in your mother's womb or travel back to slavery? This was a very easy option for me. I'm going to go back to my mama because number one, I don't have bills or student loans or any sort of adult responsibilities. I am comfortable. I am warm. I am well taken care of. And the majority of the time during her pregnancy with me, she ate those jack-in-the-box tacos, which I love. So that's where I'm going to be if you need me. Going back to slavery is not an option because with this mouth and with what I know now, oh, it's it'll be a problem and I probably won't come back because somebody's gonna get me for sure and then that will change the course of that'll change the course of the future so yeah I'm gonna just go tuck myself back up in that womb yeah I agree with you um because when I was thinking about this I was like nah when I if I go back I'm immediately it's a no it's a no a hell no and then I'll be the one that's like why y'all still here like let's kill these people like it's more of us than it is of them let's think about this let's think logically smarter not harder and let's work together because if we don't do the work it ain't gonna get done so yeah I agree with you in that one of going back into the womb and being cozy and warm 
So thank you. In addition to that, <laughs> since we laughing a bit in our uh, mom's womb, what did you, how did you experience fun this week? So, you know, it's a new year. I got this a while ago, but I really enjoy me trying to be consistent with it. But my new planner, like I have a physical planner and last year or maybe it was a year before that, I discovered like those stickers, like those planner stickers that you can put in them. And I found some that were like very Afrocentric and it was like these cute black women and like the hair and all the things. And I am living my best life, like decorating this planner and like looking at the, the month ahead or the next quarter. So I take that time. I took that time this week to put some things together and I'm just, I'm a kid in a candy store. I love that because fun looks so different for everybody, but I enjoy that because that is so for me, because, you know, we're very similar in this aspect of like the planning, the creative, the I'm going to put this is going to look all cute. I love for me, I would say I experience fun with just hanging out with some friends. Y'all side note, do not, do not, do not eat sushi and Mexican food in the same day. I don't know about y'all body, but my body cannot handle both of those at the same day. It was a no. But besides that, just hanging with them, talking, having some really, really good intellectual conversation, but also having a mirror to me, meaning we had some like great conversations, but it was in the midst of those conversations, some things that we all could work on. So that accountability of like, uh, since we are in a new year, we have our goals that we want to accomplish by the end of the year. And one of them consistently has been like, we want to play more. We want to have more fun. Like building businesses is fun and everything. And we love it. Um, But as adults, we sometimes miss, you know, that, what am I trying to say? That, help me out, Sunny D. You know what I'm trying to say. And just taking that time to like play. I mean, you mean, you said it a second ago, like play and actually enjoy the great parts of being an adult because it doesn't all suck. There's a lot of beautiful parts about being an adult and you got to make sure you take the time to do those things. See, y'all, this is why I love when my co-hosts are on here with me and I'm not here by myself because sometimes my brain just be braining and it be spazzing out. But when you have good co-hosts and they be like, oh, I got you, let me pick that up. Thank you, sis. So y'all, this month is our month. Woo, woo, woo. It's February and we excited. And we are all wondering if you all know your family history. Well, at least I know I'm wondering. So what do what we think we do at times? But honestly, do we really know our family history unless we have somebody who actually passed down those stories to tell us? So Sunny D, do you know your family history? Like exactly where you originated from? Mm-mm. I do not know like what part of Africa that my family descends from. I only know maybe like up until my on my mother's side specifically my like great 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 grandfather maybe somewhere in the greats maybe two or three greats ago and that's about as far back as I think a good portion of our family at least that's still alive that is aware of I just saying I just know my Texas family history like I know where they originate I know where our land is I know where I know where that is but I don't know like originally like when you said the great 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 like all of that I really do wish I knew that like I want to know my family history I want to know exactly where I came from you know because I feel like if you know where you came from you can kind of navigate where you're going a little bit better yeah I think that's part of like you can't know where you're going to you know where you've been type of deal you know what I mean and I think I think now in this you know 2023 there's more technology and maybe more opportunity to figure that out but it's still incredibly difficult 
seeing as how we descend from a group of people where our histories were wiped. They were snatched. They were completely disassembled. And we had to like make like new history, new stories. You know what I mean? Like this entire part of our history that the majority of us don't know existed. And then for, as we're finding out, like we found out about like civilizations in Africa and actual kingdoms and the actual wealth that the continent had at one point, it seems so far-fetched and it almost seems like unbelievable and not in a good way because that's not something that we're used to hearing. That's not something that we are like accustomed to or something that we can imagine because nobody that we know has ever seen that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's important to know those things and I wish there was a, a simpler way to get that access. Other cultures have that access. They, you know, are listed in censuses. They were counted as actual people and actual human beings and we descend from a group of, group of people that weren't even considered people, number one, we were considered property. And when we were considered people it wasn't even a whole person it was three-fifths of a person you know what I mean like and we weren't counted as like we weren't recorded you know what I mean so like knowing where like how we got to this country because it wasn't willingly we, we all know that that that's hard to to really trace and other cultures have the privilege of having easier access to that which sucks for us anyways yeah I struggle with that too of like how we were not counted as people but but even today and how that's like, I think everything goes in cycles. And like, even today, technically we're counted, but technically we're still not. Does that make sense? Like, it's like, oh, we're going to tell you your your voice matter, but in the reality things, your voice don't matter. Yeah. We just going to say that to give you false hope. Right. And I think for, for me, it's hard because I look at it like sometimes when you don't know your history, it hurts hurts you as an individual down the line or down generations. And I use a specific example of like medical issues, like if high diabetes or specifically if you're a black woman and you have a history of fibroids or you have a history of, you know, cancer or breast cancer or um, some type of medical history that the family is like, keep on a hush, hush. Don't tell nobody. Like we're going to make it through. We're going to pray about it. God going to make it work. True. However, comma in your words, <laughs> it's going to hurt down the line when this individual who's like, I don't understand what's going on when I don't have a history of anything in my family with this. And then when it shows to light, it's like, oh no, there's a history of it, but we didn't tell you because we didn't want you to worry about it. Well, now you put me in a position where this could have been preventable. No, if I knew my history or if I knew the medical history. And I think in our culture, we think about history of like, yes, like where we're from and stuff like that. But we also need to think of like, what is your medical history? What is your, you know, land history? Do y'all have inventions in your family line that no one's talking about yeah that medical history is a really big thing and I remember I remember when my maternal grandmother passed this was like I think it was like 18 ish and she died of I think it was like colon cancer and I don't think anybody really knew exactly what it was like we knew that she was ill she was also very much that type of black woman that would pray things away you know God's gonna heal me you know it's it's 
fine. God's going to take care of me. Don't need to go to the hospital. I have Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And at the time that I think they, she eventually went to the hospital because at this point, like she had to, is when they found out that she had had the cancer and had these things been like caught earlier, you know, we may still have her and she may still be here and make me bacon like she used to. But I always think about stuff like that. Like if, if it was written down somewhere, if it was logged somewhere that someone prior to her was susceptible to something like that, would that have enticed her to be more mindful about symptoms or signs or taking care of herself or going to the doctor, things of that nature. Now, since that's happened, like my cousins and her siblings were, or my mom's siblings rather, you know, would go get checkups because we don't want any of that stuff sneaking up on us. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, those are things that are, are sometimes harder to see. You know, that's part of the history that is sometimes harder to see. And in a previous occupation that I had, we had, like I worked in the funeral industry, we had like this planner that we would give our clients where they could write down like what their wishes are and things like that so that their family doesn't have to guess and try to figure out what the plan is and or come up with the money to do so because dying is expensive. But there was a page in there specifically for medical history. And the way that I would present this to my clients is like, this is this information isn't for us. Like this is for you guys so that you know and you have a track record of what your loved one had issues with, if anything at all. So that generations down the line, these are things that you guys can keep an eye out for. These are things that you guys can watch for and things of that. Like, like it was part of the whole like planning, like life planning booklet that we would give them. And I think that that's really important. I don't know how many people actually did that page, but I hope that that was a tool that really helped some of the families I got the chance to work with that could decrease or eliminate the possibility of those things happening to us and essentially break that generational curse because I think that's a generational curse. No, you are definitely right. And speaking of generational curses, like, have you ever talked to your family about your history or like, do they think there are any generational curses on y'all? And I'll start this off. I, before my grandfather passed away, I asked him, I was like, because I was questioning a lot of like, is God real? What's going on? Do we have generational curses? And he was telling me, he was like, he doesn't believe in generational curses. And that, you know, each person is responsible for the life that they live on this earth. And the time that you spend is either in glory to God, or you will spend eternal eternity wishing you had. And so I think about his answer of like, oh, that, that's true. We are individuals and we are trying to just navigate this thing called life or in our case hell adulting and both honestly but I also because you know you know me I look at patterns <laughs> so I'm looking at patterns in my family and I'm like is this a pattern is this program or is this a generational I don't I guess to use lighter language curse or challenge that somebody has to break the chain and I think of like you know if we're doing general generals general generalities is that a word generality I believe so if it's not it's one a day <laughs> Y'all know what we're talking about. Don't act brand new. Okay. Um, But like, if it's the poverty mindset, you know, the staying in your comfort zone, the fear of change, the oh, well, you know, my family didn't do that. So I'm not going to do it. Or my mama never did that. So I'm not going to do it. So when I I think of that, because I think of like specifically with my history and my family, it's like, we have to get out of our comfort zone, but hell, get out of your city. And with that is like, is there a history of like, black people don't travel? Is there a history of like, you got to stay in this one area your whole entire life and you just got, you don't move. And then to be the one that travels and things like that, are you the black sheep of the family or are you the generational barrier or break? 
breaker, you know, of the family. Like I just think of that history. So y'all, I would really, really, really encourage y'all to look at your look at the patterns in your family. Like write down some things that you're struggling with and then go to your parents and ask like, yo, have you ever struggled with this? And go to your grandparents if they are um, blessed to still be with you. But like really learn and really figure out, is this a pattern or is this a generational curse? Because if it's happening multiple generations, who's going to break it? And whose responsibility is it? Yeah, I I think what your grandfather said is true, but I also think generational curses exist. Like I think both can be true simultaneously. And like generational curses are, are interesting because they're super camouflaged, you know? And I know that we definitely have them in our family, one of which is like secrecy in a sense. Like I, I specifically remember a story about my aunt who I'm named after and on my mom's side. And she was, I had always been told she was the surviving triplet of three that my grandmother had. So my grandmother had triplets. My mom is the youngest of like six, I think, living kids. My aunt was a triplet. The other two did not survive. And my aunt was the only one that did. And her and my mom were really close. I was named after her. And I've known that story the entirety of my life. Legitimately, like two or three years ago, we were on like a family conference call uh, because we have family conference calls. (laughs) And we got to talking about my grandmother and my aunt and how apparently the story that I knew wasn't like accurate and that my aunt's siblings were given away or something like my grandfather had given them away because we could like they couldn't handle that many kids or afford that many kids or something like that mind you my grandmother never knew this because I think she was still under um this is like right after the birth and it's very possible that they still exist in like living in Atlanta or something like that and I'm like and they just said this so casually in this conversation and I'm the only one that's like hold up time out what you talking what are we talking about that's not the story that I knew that's not what I was told and I'm like, I don't understand this. I don't understand like the secrecy, like the, the secrecy of, of history and the things that have happened in the family. And I get to a point that there is certain information that children sh- shouldn't be privy to. Like they don't need to know things that, like they won't understand. I get that. But at the same time, now I'm an adult that's looking at all of y'all sideways because now I'm hearing a totally different story. Clearly y'all knew this story when you told me another story. And now I'm I'm like, so who are you? Are we even related? What is what is this family tree looking like? How many branches do we really have? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so confused. I think about that off and on often. And I'm like, and you wonder why you have people that get out here and end up dating or marrying people that they're related to that they never knew existed as an actual relative. And they've been like married for 20 years. And then they find out they're like distant cousins or some randomness like that. Like, I don't understand that type of stuff. So y'all, black people, why do we do this? Why? I need like a legitimate actual answer. Is it worth keeping whatever the secret is as opposed to being honest, being transparent with the family and actually discussing some of these things so that these things can be aired out. These things are no longer a secret. And then we can proceed with how we need to proceed as a family going forth. Girl, yeah. And that's the hard thing about our culture. And I I don't specifically, I know it's Black people for sure. And I'm going to say, I know that for the culture. 
<laughs> but I think there's different types of secrets in other families too, like in other cultures, you know, because I, I think everybody has that kind of weird uncle that you like, mm, make sure the kids are in the front, like, or it could be a cousin, it could be somebody, it, is, it could be a female, make sure the kids in the front, we just need to keep eyes on everybody, you know, but I also think about that goes back to if you don't know your history, it's hard to know who you're related to. And so like random, I was in Denver, Denver, right? And was there with friends and stuff. We get in this uh, lip and like the lip driver and I are just talking, we're chatting it up. Come to find out this is a cousin. Literally, I'm like, sis, your your aunt is like, your great aunt is like connected to my great aunt. Like how? Houseway, never met you in my life. Didn't even know you existed in, in Denver. The co- it wasn't as cold as I thought it was going to be, but how? <laughs> and so I just thought that was like really cool. But of course, you know me, I went back to that side of family. I was like, yo, because I called my aunt who knows everything and my um, little brother who knows everything. And I was like, yo, y'all know this lady name? And they were like, oh, well, hold on. Let me check. They did their little check real quick. They're like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so daughter. How? And they were like, well, you know, they don't, that side never comes to the family reunion. So we don't really just talk about them or, you know, really engage with them. And so I'm like, okay, I hang up. And I was like, why y'all don't come to the family reunion? What's wrong with y'all? Y'all too bougie. (laughs) But it came to find out some history of that. Well, it's not that they're too bougie, but her mom felt like they didn't like her because she left because it's a small country. So she left to go to a big city, decided to go from California to Denver to New York, back to Denver. So when you, and that's another thing of like, why is it that when a child decides to leave, they're looked at as like either the black sheep or something's wrong? You know, like, why isn't it just like, I'm so proud of you. You go explore this big world. Matter of fact, I'm coming with you. You know, I just find that very fascinating and crazy at the same time. And another thing I find fascinating, I want to hear your thoughts about this. Isn't it weird that our parents know us our whole entire lives, right? From day one, but we only know them half of their life. So we don't even know from the day they were born until we were born. Isn't that fascinating? That's one of the things as I've gotten older, that is like a reoccurring like thing that I have with my parents, because as you get older and you develop like the dynamic of your relationship changes, like, you know, I definitely grew up with a mother that was like, I'm not one of your little friends. I have that mom. And even now, like as an adult, she's still very much mom, but I'm in my mid thirties now, you know what I'm saying? And we have more friendly, friends-like conversations. Like we talk as two women, as two grown women, you know what I'm saying? And as I've gotten older and you hear these, you know, stories about when my mom was young, when my parents were dating and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm looking at them like, hold up, you did what? You were where? Wait, who? what? And you realize that like your parents had a life before you. They were people that made decisions that grew up and made mistakes and fucked it up bad and fixed it and fucked it up again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like these are actual real life human beings and they're, they're way more than just mom and dad. You know what I mean? They're way more than just your grandmother. Like, ooh, the things my grandmother used to tell me, the story that she would tell me, I'd be like, damn, you were a grandmother. what she was always a grandmother don't look at me like that she would always tell me some wild stuff grandparents if y'all like she like nakai said if y'all are still blessed to have them please spend the time please talk to them because they are a hoot. okay
okay? And I miss my grandmother so desperately. But yeah, I've had those moments where I'm like, wait, so y'all like been to places and y'all like had a whole life and wait, you didn't, my daddy's not the only person that you dated or been with? Like what? You know what I mean? Like those are just wild things that you hear now as an adult when you talk to your parents. So yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy concept. And it's definitely helped me to not be as judgy of them in their circumstances. So now I'm very much like, you know, the decisions that they made, they did the best that they could with the information they had at the time um, for the circumstances that they were going through at the time, as opposed to being like retroactively upset about something that really didn't have anything to do with me. You know what I mean? But yeah, like your parents are people. They're still people. They still have lives and they definitely have lives before you. So you should talk to them more and you might be surprised. Yeah, I agree with that. And I love that. So I had this conversation with a friend. We actually had it um, last night when we were mixing Mexican food and sushi. (laughs) But she made such a good point. She asked me the question because I was like, this is so fascinating. She was like, well, my question to you is, would you want somebody to raise you that is your same age? Or would you rather have someone raise you that have some type of life experience before you? And I was like, I mean, I get it that you two babies can't birth. You birth at the same time and raise each other. I get that. But I just thought it was fascinating. And when she said that, I was like, you know, that that makes sense. I think we spoke about this in a previous episode of how at any given moment, we, if we need advice or depending on, you know, what you're looking for, you always go to someone that's probably either older than you or twice your age because they've already lived it. They've already been there. They may not have the, in this quote unquote time of technology age, but the situation is still the same. It's just a different day, you know? And so I think that was very cool to think about and like, man, like you said, like our families or our parents had not just a whole entire life. Like they had friends, they, they were living some of them the, all the way they best life. And some of them were, you know, trying to figure it out. Like we are now, like we are adulting ish in this ghetto ass earth trying to figure out how to make it through another day and so just to think and sit down and listen to like their stories or like ask you know like well why did you do this you know I remember when blah 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 why did you do that and to actually hear the answers as an adult makes so much more sense of you were like you said you were doing what you had to do to make sure your children were okay but you were doing what you only knew you had access to do and so I think about that with our history of like exposure is everything, but you only can be exposed to things if you're one open to it or if you're looking for it, but you're only exposed to things in your limited circle. And until you break out that limited circle, then how can you break this history of lack or this history of we're just going to stay in this one city and we're all going to be together. So I think that was um, a great thought that I had. And then I was going to ask you, have you ever thought about this question of like the three most important people dead? Dead or alive, that has really, really, really inspired you like throughout history? Like throughout my personal history, like family history or like human history? I guess since we're talking about our personal, we can do personal. My grandmother on my dad's side my dad and I mean well this is actually pretty close to me my grandmother on my dad's side my father and my mom and I say my mom because she's very adamant about our family history and our family tree like homegirl subscribes to like ancestry.com like she's building the whole tree chat and this was uh I think 2018 ish when we we try to have a family reunion every two years and 2018 was the last one that we had and 
And my mom was like, every year we pick a different like family to host it or whatever. And so she hosted that one and she did this full deep dive into like great, great grandparents. And they were like the start of the tree and then like all the branches that come down from them. And my, my mother is very much that mother in the family. She's a matriarch of the family where she'll just tell you, you know, so-and-so it's so-and-so's birthday and I'll see it in the chat. And I'm like, who the hell is that? who is so-and-so and she'll just be talking to me you know such and such and there's at the family reunion and I'm just looking at her like lady I don't know these people you know I don't know these people you know I don't know but I need to pay more attention truly because she has all of this information and she has all of this knowledge and I think it was passed down to her you know from her mother she obviously spent more time with her mom than I had the ability to do so before she passed so and my cousins did too so they have so so much more information that I can like grab gravitate towards or like like get from but my mom is just this like bubble of family knowledge and stuff and maybe we just need to figure out a way to make it more interesting because she just be going on and on sometimes that's probably where I get it from but those would be my three I think about my three definitely would be my grandfather because I think he's like this wise soul and I'm like man you knew what you you knew a lot and I didn't know you knew a lot until it was like oh again life has to be you live life forward to understand it backwards right um and then my second will be one of my my aunts because she has she's always been like the one that's like just be yourself be yourself be your true self it's okay if you're a boat if you're a boho chic afro chic girl be that if you're like whoever you are just be so she is truly and I see it in her every day of like she shows up as her authentic self in any and every situation and I think that for me is like such a blessing to just see as a young girl growing up but also now as a fully grown adult ish <laughs> to actually see it being like, oh, well, that was instilled in me when I was younger. So I saw it. So it's easy to transition into that. And then the last one would be, I would say, is my, technically my uncle. And I say that because he, he is a genius. Like some of the conversations we be having, I'd be like, hold on, uncle, let me, let me look up that word. Hold on. What, what does this mean? <laughs> um, But I love it because he challenges me mentally to grow. And he'll ask, like, he never says can't he never said it's not possible his answer is always like either we'll see and I remember him telling me this story and I'll make it really really quick of like something about a gardener or whatever in the field or whatever every time something happened he'll always say we'll see we'll see and they're like oh well there's a storm coming Mm, we'll see oh you know tomorrow's gonna be a bad day Mm, we'll see and so when I was talking to him when he initially told me about this story I was like well why is it always we'll see and he was saying because we'll see equals that you're open to what's going to happen like you're open to anything that's going to come your way versus saying, oh, putting limits on your day. You're open to, well, we'll see what happens and whatever happens, we're going to flow with it. There's no resistance in the day. And so having that lesson learned early, I was like, thank you. So I would say him because definitely a very, like a gem in my life. So both of them, all three of them. And with that, why do you feel to wrap this up? Why do you feel that it's important to know your family history? It's important for more reasons than we have time for most of which we've talked about you need to know that you're not screwing your relative you need to know if there are medical issues that maybe you are more susceptible to than you think and it's always good to know where you come from there's so much greatness in our history there's a lot of sorrow there's 
lot of pain, there's a lot of darkness, but there's also a lot of light. And if you can take the time to dive into that light a little bit, then maybe that can bring about some inspiration and encouragement within your own lives to make sure that the light that you have is illuminated and shines for the generations that will be here after you. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And just it's for me, I feel like it's great to know your history because you can now navigate better in the future too. And not just the future, but hell in the present. like today. And so with that, y'all talk to us in the chat. Do y'all know y'all's family history? Do y'all know exactly where you originated from? Have you ever did the ancestry testing? Let us know. We want to hear from you. But with that, we're going to transition to moments of melanation. Moments of melanation. Moments of melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for moments of melanation, we are highlighting so this TV show I have really, really enjoyed um, growing up and it's called The Parenthood. And it's not connected to one word because I know there's another show out there that's called Parenthood that's all white cast. No, not that one. This one is this one is parent face hyphen hood. And I love this because it was an old show, but it's a family friendly early WB sitcom that uh, chronologics the ups and downs of parenting and family life as experienced by a professor and his wife as they raise their four children. I love this because the show centers around the Petersons, a middle-class Black family living in Harlem. Shout out to New York. Robert, the father, is a college professor while his wife, Jerry, is a law student. And Jerry is beautiful. She has dreads or locks and they're gorgeous. And together they raise their four children, teenagers, Michael, Zaria, and the little ones, the elementary little ones is Nicholas and Cece. And Cece, y'all, if y'all ever watch the show, it's funny because this little sassy little thing is funny. Um, But also part of the cast is Robert's friend, Wendell, also known, also played by Faison. And I love this because this is such a great example of on this show of how amazing it is on how to demonstrate Black history. I love this show because it was relevant back then when I used to watch it way, way, way back then in the day. And it's relevant now because I'm rewatching all the episodes now. <laughs> and the beauty of this show is that they talk a lot about the history of Black people, the inventions, and what it was, what it is like to be a Black person, but all of our history too in a, in a comedic way. But the funny thing is, is that uh, Robert does these, when he's thinking about stuff, he like zones out. And when he zones out, that's when they go into a history moment. And so I just love that. I loved this show growing up. I used to watch it all the time because that, this was like the prime time of TV, like where there were so many Black sitcoms. I love this show because this is the time where we had so much access to so much Black TV and being able to see different variations of Black families on TV. And they were never exactly the same there was always something a little different because black people are very multifaceted like they says all the time you're not a monolith and being able to see these successful black parents their lawyers their professors their doctors their they own you know car dealerships and like you know what i'm saying and I loved this show so much because number one, I wanted all of Zaria's hairstyle. And I tried, honey. I absolutely tried. And I always thought TK was fine. He was a troubled young man, but he was fine. And that's why they did it because the troubled ones are always the key ones. You gotta stay away from those. But I love this because like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Robert Townsend, but he's so legendary in the film and TV industry. And he was one of like the first Black men to be able to like produce these shows and produce 
produce these movies and direct these movies that are pretty instrumental in, I think, our film and TV history as Black people. And Suzanne Douglas, who plays Jerry, she plays a wife. She just passed, I think, a couple of years ago. But oh my gosh, she was gorgeous. And I was like, I think that was one of the first times I remember seeing locks that like I loved and they were so pretty. And, you know, locks have always had a history of being like dirty and unkept. And that's completely not true. But hers were always so pretty. And I just loved seeing Black people with these Black hairstyles and this family. And there was always a lesson to be learned during this show. You know what I'm saying? If you guys haven't seen it, please find it on a streaming service somewhere. It's floating around the internet. Absolutely. I'm sure you can watch clips and stuff on the YouTube. But it was a great show. And this is the type of entertainment that I personally miss. I agree. I agree. So kudos to all the actors and everything that um, starting the parenthood, the good one. Um, and with that, <laughs> um, our affirmation for this episode is I embrace my roots. I am protected by my ancestors who paved the way. I am standing here because they didn't give up. I am forever grateful. And with that, y'all follow us on Spotify, Amazon, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. But also you can listen to this episode on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or check out the blog for all naysays at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Again, that's wheresmyblueprintpod.com. You can also check out the latest episode on the website. Y'all... Uh, y'all can send us comments love to hear from y'all and with that we are over and out peace out